Well, hello there. Time again for the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and this week, another jam-packed show. We'll talk about kidney disease. We're going to talk about net metering. It's a bill going to the Florida legislation right now that would make it harder for you to, well, enjoy solar energy. What? We'll find out. We're going to talk to a couple of authors as well. One about the rise of chronic illness and autoimmune disease. Another one about the Benders, a true story of family serial killers on the American frontier. And also, March 3rd was, well, World Hearing Awareness Day. World Hearing Day. We're going to talk about hearing health issues as well. All of that comes up next, right here on this week's edition of the Florida Roundtable on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Monopoly utility companies are trying to make it harder for Florida families to install rooftop solar panels. These special interests are lobbying for short-sighted legislation that would destroy your ability to take control of your utility bills by using rooftop solar. Taking this right away from Floridians will put small businesses out of work and increase costs for homeowners. Tell state legislators they serve us, not the big power companies. Take action at FloridaUtilityScam.org, sponsored by Florida Conservation Voters. The Bible can be hard to understand. Here's the big picture of the Bible in four words. First word, creation. There's one glorious God who created the entire universe and the world, including all of mankind. Second word, fall. Mankind chose to rebel against God and fell into sin. Third word, Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins and rose again. When we place our faith in him, we can experience everlasting fellowship with God. And finally, restoration. One day, Jesus will come again and restore this broken world and usher in a perfect kingdom that has no end. There you have it. The amazing story of the Bible in four words, creation, fall, Jesus, restoration. This is Bryant Wright. Praying these four words will change your life. Speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. It's the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox and always bringing you up to date on the latest things that are going on. And frankly, the American Society of Clinical Oncology says, you know what? We've got a lot of inequities in cancer care. With that in mind, I think we should talk to the American Society of Clinical Oncology board chair. Let's welcome now Dr. Lori Pierce. Dr. Pierce, welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Thank you. I'm, I'm delighted to be with you today. I want to know what the heck is going on in oncology care. And <laughs> Come on, talk to me. We as the oncology community have made just incredible advances in cancer care in the past 50 years. Um, and we know that, in, that overall patients are living longer and being cured at higher rates from their cancer than in times past. But we know there's an unevenness that not all patients, are having excellent survival. There's clearly a difference. There's, a, there's an inequity. 
and we see inequities for African Americans, for people living in rural areas, for lower income Americans, as well as those who have less educational opportunities. We see that those groups of people have lower survival rates, regardless of stage of diagnosis. They're just doing poor. So basically, we're not reaching the right people equally. And I mean, that seems to be the meat of this. We don't want to say it's rooted in racism and discrimination, but it looks like it might be. Well, you're absolutely right. There are a multitude of reasons why we're seeing this. Um, and a lot of it has to do with economic and socio socioeconomic differences. Uh, we know that one main factor is that many minorities don't have adequate health care. You don't have adequate health insurance. Um, and if you don't have insurance, you can't get the adequate care. You can't access cancer services, including screenings. And we know screenings are so very important because when you screen for cancer, you pick up early stage disease, which is a much more curable uh, stage of, of cancer. So we clearly need to have better health insurance across the board. We also know that minorities in particular are poorly represented in our cancer clinical trials. Uh, if you look at the rates of, of clinical trial participation is very low for blacks and Hispanics and, and other underrepresented uh, groups. And we know that being on a clinical trial is so important because when you're on a trial, you often see the best possible outcome for patients with cancer. So it is very important for all patients or candidates for clinical trials to be offered an opportunity to go on a clinical trial because the bottom line is if you look at the data that have studied, people have studied this over the years, that if you offer a cancer patient a clinical trial, cancer patients will go on trials the same percentage, whether they're black or white. It's the same percentage we'll accept going on a clinical trial. We just have to get the trials to the patients. We have to get patients to the point in the process where we can offer a clinical trial. If you look at those who do go on trials, if offered a clinical trial, the same percentage, be they black or white, will go on trial. So we have to make sure we as cancer providers have to make sure that we offer um, patients with cancer the opportunity to go into clinical trial. We have a uh, initiative in ASCO, the American Society of Clinical Oncology, where we want to look at what's happening to minority patients who come into your institution at the very beginning of the process, how they move through the process to get to a point of being offered a clinical trial to really understand what the barriers are because barriers in one institution may be different barriers in another institution. So I, I think that that initiative will be very helpful in terms of being able to dissect the process at various institutions to see where those barriers are. We know that there's also bias, um, that there may be some cancer providers who may think, well, because there's so much distrust in the African-American population compared to others, they, they won't go on a trial. So since I'm so busy in clinic, maybe I won't take the time to offer a trial. No, that is absolutely not correct. All patients should be offered the opportunity. If there's an, if there is an appropriate trial that they're eligible for, all patients should be offered that. So there, there are many different reasons, but this initiative that we have for ASCO will help institutions to kind of look at their own processes and figure out what things need to be changed. Dr. Pierce, we're talking to Dr. Lori Pierce. She's uh, the board chair for the American Society of Clinical Oncology. Where can people go to make this happen, to help close the divide and get more information as well? At ASCO, we have a extremely informative patient information website, cancer.net. Perfect. Dr. Pierce, thank you so much for helping us here today on the Florida Roundtable. My pleasure. Good to talk with you. 
Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651-800-398-0651-800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, Emmy Award-winning actor. And I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts. My joints ache. And sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision. Especially when you're galloping side saddle down a countryside road on a horse named Archie Bello, who seems to have only one speed. High. And pulling on his reins only seems to encourage him to go even faster. So, of course, my body hurts and my joints ache, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Oh, Archie Bello! Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. As soon as this scene wraps, I'm going to kiss the ground, thank Archie Bello for his outstanding performance, feed him a carrot, and visit brainhealth.gov. Find out how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov. All right, I know you've heard the phrase dad bod, and everyone's like, oh, it's so sexy, dad bod, yay. Uh, Oh, we don't have to be beefcake. Well, guys, I have to break it to you. Yeah, health issues, hello, dad bod or not, it's not a good thing. It really isn't. Surveys shows dad bods are avoiding going to the doctor. What? Okay, let's get somebody important in here. Dr. Andrea Clemis, chief medical officer at MDVIP. Did I say that right? You did. Wow. Okay, that's one from my corner. Okay, so (laughs) tell us a little bit about this men's health survey that you guys conducted. Sure. MDVAB did a survey to look into men's health. We did one for women's health last year, the Women's Health IQ, and this year we did a men's health IQ. Sadly, most of the men and women failed both quizzes. Uh Um, Some of the striking things we found in the survey was that 90% of men didn't know that heart disease was the leading cause of death. They actually thought it was cancer. But this didn't bode well either because 80% of men didn't know that a colonoscopy can help prevent colon cancer. Uh, 75% of men didn't know that erectile dysfunction is an early warning sign of heart disease. So we really need some more education. Wow. Wow. Either that or we need to smarten up the men, which we can do right now. Okay, so let's take care of this. Uh, You guys don't know what the heck's going on. Seriously? Heart disease, boys. Things aren't working in the uh, bedroom department. Heart disease and colonoscopy. Really? You didn't know that that could help you? I I find this hard to believe, but unfortunately, it's true, isn't it? It, it is. That's what the MDVIP survey showed. Wow. And what about uh, this survey about the men 20 and up about motivated to stay healthy for their families? Yeah, um, men are more motivated 
to help their families. And in fact, about half of the men said that if their spouse was motivated to change their health, it would motivate them. So it's really important to help your partners out or even your siblings or your you know, children, help them get motivated to take better care of themselves. You know, one of the things that I've noticed, we're talking to Dr. Andrea Clemens. Uh, she's the CMO at MDVIP. One of the things that I have noticed is that guys don't like to go to the doctor. They don't like to talk about health or the history of the health of the males in their families or any of that. How can we get past that? Yeah, in fact, the MDVIP survey supported that. About 40% said they only go to the doctor if there's something urgent. Ugh. I think we need a paradigm shift. You know, they have to think of their bodies like their cars, right? You take your car in for an oil change or rotate your tires. Prevention, you go to the, to the body shop when your car is doing well. Well, you need to go to your doctor when you're healthy and, and be able to know your risk factors and work with a physician, get screenings, you know, get lab tests, all those sorts of things so that you know what you are at risk for. I think that's a fantastic idea. Guys, one in three of you have some form of cardiovascular disease, and one in four men who die is due to heart disease. And, of course, we've got the overweight and the obese, more than three in four men. Let's talk a little bit about the old beer belly, too. That dad bod, the sexy big old ring around your belly, that can't be healthy, Dr. Clemens. It is not. And, you know, when people ask me about a dad bod, you know, what does that look like? You know, think Will Ferrell or Jack Black versus The Rock or Arnold back in the day. <laughs> um, that fat that you see around the middle on the outside is also on the inside. It surrounds your organs. And so it makes you at higher risk for things like heart disease, diabetes, and even certain cancers. Oof. One of the things I also notice, if it's not the big round spare tire about the gut, which is normally beer, it's a higher up thing, almost to the chest where it bounds out, that, that fat. And that, that's got to be hurting the heart and the circulatory system and everything. That's not sexy, is it? No, it's not. And, you know, it's not sexy if you're not there for your spouses, your families, or anybody else. Tell us a little bit about MDVIP, won't you? Sure. MDVIP is a national network of primary care physicians that practice personalized medicine. We have many in the Orlando, Florida area. Um, they have the time to focus on prevention, early detection, and because they also have time, they have a deeper doctor-patient relationship, which many men need, right? So they can go through what barriers they have to their health, um, how they can really help them, and makes them healthier and gives them a better health care experience. So, men, rocking the dad bod, you may not know it, but somewhere in the back, there's probably a Jiminy Cricket that's like, uh, you're not healthy. But the dad bod thing, it's not good. We just talked about a new national men's health IQ quiz that MDVIP and Ipsos put out, and they found that nearly half of all men thought it was okay to have a dad bod. Look, it's okay to not be hugely muscular like The Rock, although that is, you know, an attribute. Um <laughs> There's a difference between being overweight and obese. Dr. Andrea Clemens, where can we go for more information and try to, you know, hit this stigma and turn the paradigm around? Sure. You can go to mdvip.com slash men's health IQ, take the quiz, see what you know, and you can learn more about MDVIP and find a physician in your area. Oh, perfect. Any closing things we should uh, hit that we didn't cover? Um, no, I, I think the only other thing would be men actually, 84% of men thought 
that they were healthy and in excellent health. So, and all those statistics you gave, like 75% are overweight or obese and 30% have heart disease, you know, they think they're okay. They think they know their numbers, but they don't. So we need to get them into the doctor. Go to the doctor, guys. You've got responsibilities. Even if you're flying single, you still do. Yes. Dr. Andrea Clements, thank you so much for joining us today and enlightening us about the dad bod not being so healthy on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you for having me. It's the Florida Roundtable. I am Melissa Fox, and did you know black Americans make up 13% of the U.S. population, but they account for 35% of Americans with kidney failure? I bet that's because they don't necessarily have timely preventative care. Yeah. 37 million Americans are now living with chronic kidney disease. Lasting damage to kidneys will get worse over time, too. So with that in mind, LaVarne Burton, president and CEO of the American Kidney Fund, welcome to the Florida Roundtable. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me here as we kick off National Kidney Awareness Month. Oh, thank you for helping me kick it off, too. So what is chronic di- uh, kidney disease, and how big of a problem really is it here in the United States? Chronic kidney disease means that your kidneys are not functioning the way that they should be. They're functioning at less than full strength. And it's a huge problem in this country. 37 million Americans, as you said, who have some stage of chronic kidney disease. Very importantly, 90% of those people don't know it. So uh, why is it they don't know it? What ha- what's happening? Where's the awareness? I know it's the month and we're going to help out, but seriously... Uh, why? Why don't we get more word out there? About- and that's what we're trying. That's what we're trying to overcome. As you mentioned, to take a look at some of the really high-risk populations: um, African Americans, Latinos, at very, very high risk for kidney failure. Interestingly, in the early stages of kidney disease, all people from all kinds of backgrounds have kidney disease. It's, it's not just affecting one particular segment of the population. The, the significance is that. Um, certain people are more likely to progress to kidney failure. So what happens between the time that you have early stages of chronic kidney disease and you move into kidney failure? It is so much about access to health care, so much about access to preventative care so that your issue is diagnosed early on and that you get the care that you need to slow down that progression. Once you have kidney disease, you can't reverse the damage that's already been done, but you can very well slow down that progression, and in so many cases, you will not end up in kidney failure. That's what awareness is all about, is trying to get to people who are most at risk. Now, the thing about kidney disease is also that there aren't symptoms until you're in the later stages. So you have to look at what are some of the other kinds of things that I can look at if I don't have symptoms to know whether or not I'm at high risk. If you've got high blood pressure, if you've got diabetes, the two leading causes of kidney disease and kidney failure, then you're at high risk or a family history of those. Um, African-American, Latino, much greater incidence of, of, of kidney failure, you're at higher risk. Uh, as you get older, all of those kinds of things are things that you need to be looking at. And, you know, in terms of what you asked, what do we need to do? We've got to make sure that people have access to health care and they have access early on to get the care that they need. So what's the conversation that people should be having with their doctors about their kidneys? 
When you go in for your physical, your doctor is going to give you blood work and your analysis. You need to take a look at those numbers and talk with your doctor about what they mean, and particularly what do they mean for your kidneys? Where, where, where is my? How are my kidneys working? Are they working, you know, full steam, or, uh, or are they working less than that? And if it's less than that. What do I need to do, doctor, to, to, to bring this under control? Because kidney disease in most instances is one that you can manage, and that's where we also want to put the, the emphasis. So two things, messages we want to deliver during this Kidney Awareness Month. This is a real problem. This is the fastest-growing non-contagious disease in the country. It already affects 37 million people. Lights on. We need to be concerned about it. But there is something you can do about it. You can take a look at your, 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 your risk, uh, and then you can work with your provider to say, do I need medication? Do I need to see a specialist? Do I need to change my diet, exercise? All those kinds of things are things that individuals can do. On the other side, organizations such as ours are working to improve access, to make sure that there are policies at the federal level and the state level to help people get access to care. Uh, policies that would encourage uh, transplantation, which is the optimum care if you have kidney failure. We want to encourage people also to donate organs. And so we're working at the federal level and at the state level to make sure that there are no obstacles for people who want to donate an organ, that you're not penalized uh, with your employment or your uh, insurance just because uh, you want to donate an organ. So all of those are things that, that we can work on. Uh, as well as things that individuals can work on to bring this disease under control and to make sure that there's access to treatment for everybody who's affected. We're talking with President and Chief Executive Officer of the American Kidney Fund, and you really have covered, uh, you've covered this pretty well. Now, you've been working for the uh, AKF for, what, since 2005. Have you seen a lot of progress? Right, I've been there for 16 glorious years. What? Right? It's, a, it's a wonderful organization. And what really inspires us are the people who are affected by this disease and their determination. So we are determined to do everything that we can to support them. Where can we go for more information? Our website, www.kidneyfund.org. And we just last week rolled out a new website that has lots of information uh, about kidney disease, who's affected, what you can do about it, and what the American Kidney Fund is doing to help people with kidney disease. Thank you so much for helping us out, and I hope that we continue to bring awareness to chronic kidney disease. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you for giving us this opportunity during Kidney Awareness Month. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the Health Insurance Helpline can help you get it. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. 800-398-0651. That's 800-398-0651. Have fungus gnats invaded your potted plants? 
Control these pests with BTI, the active ingredient in Summit Responsible Solutions, Mosquito Bits. This naturally occurring bacterium kills mosquito larvae, and it also kills fungus gnat larvae in potting soil. Just follow the easy instructions on the label. Mosquito Bits are harmless to people, plants, and wildlife. Summit Mosquito Bits are available at garden centers, hardware stores, and at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Kronk witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org, where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Imagine. Imagine being denied an apartment because of your religion, or your race, or because you have children, or a disability. It's so wrong. Yes, but who has the power to stop this? You do. Each of us has the power. The law is on your side. It's illegal for landlords to discriminate because of race, color, religion, sex, national origin, disability, or familial status. If you suspect that you have experienced housing discrimination, File a complaint with HUD immediately so we can investigate it. Fair housing is your right. Use it. To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair housing. That's HUD.gov slash fair housing. Or call 1-800-669-9777. 1-800-669-9777. A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance. It's the Florida Roundtable, and I got to tell you, I read a lot of books. I really do. All kinds of them. And, and because I actually want to, not because I have to. And one that I couldn't put down, and I even promoted I was reading it, and all my friends were like, oh, my gosh, I got to have that. Can I get your copy? And I said, get your own. Get your own. I'm not finished yet. The book I'm talking about is Hell's Half Acre, and it is awesome. And I'm going to talk to Suzanne Jonas right now because she's the one that wrote it. Hi, Suzanne. Uh, Susan, how are you? 
I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thank you for having me on. I'm great. So tell me how you first heard about the Bender family. So I actually first heard about the Benders in a big kind of coffee table book that I found in a thrift shop um, that was about lots of different famous crimes. Um, And I read through it, and that was the crime that really stood out to me because it just had such weird elements, and it was really unlike anything I'd ever read before. Um, And it stuck with me over the years until I thought, you know what? I actually really want to know all about this, so I'm going to try and put this together. Now, when I read the beginning of the book, the way that you laid out the frontier stories and the romanticized deals, I, I just, you, you drew me in so quickly. I was like, wow, I don't even care we haven't gotten to the benders yet, because the background history was so, so thorough. Uh, where did you learn all this? Where did you break this case? Um, So I, at university, looked a lot at um, the sort of 19th century culture, both in America and in the UK, um, and specifically at the treatment of criminals. That's something I've always been interested in, uh, especially in America and the idea of the outlaw and how that plays into the kind of myth of the American West and the importance it has in America and America's identity. Um, and then the benders seem to sort of not quite fit into that overall kind of feel because they were slightly too nasty to kind of be considered uh, important and interesting figures. So I think there's a really interesting thing in American culture, especially with the myth of the West, where you have people like Billy the Kid and Jesse James, and then you have this other layer of like very intense, violent people who don't really seem to have any redeeming aspects. <laughs> We're talking to Susan Jonas. She is the author of Hell's Half Acre, which is about uh, serial killers back in 1800s, almost 1900, early. And the, the weird thing about this is, and I've told people before, serial killers, not nothing new. It's just that we don't hear about it from prior. So this book here, wow, the details, the characters, the victims, the detectives who screwed the case badly. Uh, what a great book. Did you have fun writing Hell's Half Acre? I did, actually. It's the my favorite type of research to do. It's this kind of detective-style research, and that was so much of what the process of writing the book was. Like, we flew to Kansas. I spent a long time in the archive cross-referencing letters and prison records and governor's proclamations, and all of that was just amazing. And there were a couple of real breakthrough moments where I thought, like, oh, my goodness, this is huge. This, you know, like, hasn't been connected to this case before. Um, So that was really amazing to work on in that respect. Susan Jonas, what's the next project on the plate for you? Um, I am looking at writing a biography, hopefully, of a mid-century burlesque um, an American woman, but that's still kind of in the works. But hopefully that'll be coming because that's got things like organized crime and the Kennedy assassination. So it'd be really interesting to work on. Wow, I look for that one as well. But right now, folks, you got to look for Hell's Half Acre about the Bender family, serial killer family from back in the Old West. 1873 is kind of the time frame. Suzanne Jonas, thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you. It was lovely to speak to you. Thanks, Melissa.
You got it. You're welcome. March 3rd, that is today. You know, we're pre-recording this show because it's World Hearing Day. What? Are you serious? Did you not know it's World Hearing Day? I heard about it. I'm serious. 38% of Americans don't even think hearing loss is a problem. You believe that? Three in four Americans over the age of 55 say, well, I don't know anything about hearing aids. Let's talk about this. And with that in mind, we got Kate Carr. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm great, Melissa. Thanks for having me on. You are the president of the Hearing Industries Association. Tell us about March 3rd, World Hearing Day, please. Well, today, the World Health Organization recognizes March 3rd as World Hearing Day. And there's always a message that comes out, and today we're really um, not only raising awareness about hearing health in general, uh, but also um, talking about what's coming and spreading the message that you really need to take care of your, your hearing, no matter what age you are. Oh, I agree. Especially working in radio, I find that people who wear these headphones, especially the ones that cover the full ear, very bad. iPods with the earbuds, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't mention iPod, but earbuds and such. Um, the kids are listening to it. They're driving. People are wearing these things. It's got to make a difference in, in our hearing. We're, we're actually seeing an increase in hearing loss for younger persons. Um, one in five teenagers between the age of 9 and 12 now reports having hearing loss. And that's kind of alarming. Normally, we think of hearing loss as mostly associated with aging, but it, it can be um, something that you're born with or as a result of the medical treatment or from noise exposure. So in addition to aging, noise exposure, having wearing a, a, a headset or AirPods or earbuds of some sort and listening at loud levels or listening to anything at very loud levels can damage your hearing. Sometimes it's temporary, um, but sometimes it's a permanent loss. Yes, it is. And what are the risks if you ignore hearing loss? I would say the first thing uh, that you might notice is that you're missing out on a lot of things. You might be missing parts of conversation. You might, um, you might not want to socialize um, and go out to a dinner or a meeting with friends or attend a service in your worship place. Um, it, it impacts your quality of life. But there are also other significant comorbidities associated with hearing loss, um, whether it's isolation or depression or an increased risk of falls or a, a risk of cognitive decline or dementia that is now associated with persons who have hearing loss that is untreated. Wow. See, this is bad, guys. And hearing aids are so much easier out there to get. I mean, there's definitely a, a positive step with regards to access and, and benefits. Um, are there any risks for hearing aids? Well, risk can be that if, um, if you are wearing someone else's hearing aids, you may not have a hearing aid that's right for you, and you might cause additional damage. It's important to see a hearing care professional. And right now, hearing aids are only sold through a hearing care professional, and that's an ENT, uh, an audiologist, or a hearing instrument specialist. Now, in this year, at some point, we will have over-the-counter hearing aids available meaning they can be sold without the assistance of a hearing care professional 
if you're 18 or older, so not for kids, definitely not for kids. But if you're 18 and older and have mild to moderate hearing loss, doing self-sitting, um, do it yourself, and over-the-counter hearing aid might be a solution. However, most people don't understand their degree of hearing loss, and that's why we're encouraging people as a first step to see a hearing care professional, to have them take a look in your ear, make sure it's not earwax or a more serious issue, and to understand what your level of hearing loss is like and if an over-the-counter product would be right for you. So where can listeners find a hearing care professional and go get tested? And how long does a hearing test usually take? Hearing test is really non-invasive. It takes about 15 to 30 minutes. You'll generally be asked to give a little bit of your medical history. Um, they'll have a look inside your ear. They'll put headphones on you generally or, or you know, maybe some earbuds and ask you to listen to some, some pure tone sounds. Um, they'll mention some words or sentences to understand your speech and understanding of sounds. And then they'll give you an audiogram, um, which will demonstrate um, what your level of hearing loss uh, or hearing ability, I should say, is in your right ear and your left ear. And that's as unique as your fingerprint. Really? I in had terms no of more idea. Information, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what I want to know. Yeah, really, it really is. <laughs> More information, you can find more information on hearing health. You can find a link to find a professional in your area at betterhearing.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Lots of people are on Facebook still, and that's um, Better Hearing, H-I-A. And, and we're routinely putting out information, not only on days like today, World Hearing Day, but generally trying to be a trusted resource um, for people. You know, Florida, Florida is... <laughs> is uh, a state that um, a lot of people purchase hearing aids. I can tell you that. It's in the top two it makes in sense. the United States. And so this message is important. It's important probably for a lot of your listeners. Oh, I agree. So I'm going to tell it again. Betterhearing.org. Kate Carr has joined us. She's from the Hearing Industries Association. She's the president. They've made a president back in 2018. Thank you so much for bringing your extensive expertise about hearing to us today on the Florida Roundtable. Thanks for having me on. Before we left the hospital, my daughter received her newborn hearing screening. It only took a couple of minutes, and it was a painless test. When our son was born, the doctors tested his heart and found out his blood oxygen levels were low. As a dad, nothing is more important than your child's health. It was that initial screening that led to her early identification of hearing loss. And as a result, we found out about our baby's rare condition, which allowed us to review treatment options quickly. Go to floridanewbornscreening.com to learn more. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. 
Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Last year, utility companies raised electricity rates for Floridians by billions of dollars. Now those same utilities are trying to take away your right to power your home how you choose. Rooftop solar power is becoming more efficient and affordable every day. But utility lobbies are pushing legislation that would destroy the solar industry. This would put thousands of Floridians out of work and put solar out of reach for countless families. It's time to stop this before it's too late. Take action at FloridaUtilityScam.org, sponsored by Florida Conservation Voters. It's the Florida Roundtable. Melissa Fox here, as always. And this time we're talking about net metering. And, well, Florida Conservation Voters brought this to my attention. They said, Melissa, we got to talk about this. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So I brought Aliki Moncrief in. She's the executive director of the Florida Conservation Voters. Welcome, Aliki, to the Florida Roundtable. Let's talk about what is going on, please. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Sure. So tell us what's happening with the Florida legislation right now. There's some crazy things going on, I know, but in particular, net metering? Yeah, absolutely. Net metering is a policy that we've had in Florida since 2008, and it was part of a overall clean energy reform bill that was passed at that time. What it does is it allows solar customers to actually get credit for any of the extra energy that they produce. So if they've got panels on their home and they generate more power than they actually need to use, they're allowed to return that electricity to the system, and in exchange, they get credits on their bill. What's happening at the legislature right now, unfortunately, is at the behest of some of the biggest investor-owned for-profit utilities in the state, lawmakers are failing a bill through uh, the, the session that would take net metering away. Wait, what? That was the whole idea of getting all this sun panels, solar things and discounts and breaks and we were supposed to be able to get that grid and pay back well you know and oh my goodness are you kidding me so what do we do to fix no. this this is making me mad and I didn't want to be mad I wanted to keep this light and airy but if I can't sell back my extra energy that I'm creating courtesy of the sun and these solar panels which are not cheap I might tell you uh what why what Tell me again, what happens if they pass this bill and you say it's sailing through the Florida legislation right now? Yeah, it's absolutely flying. I mean, if they pass this bill, solar is going to become less affordable. I mean, as you noted, it's not it's not cheap no. by any stretch of the imagination right now. Although I will say solar is cheaper than gas, um, which is why you see a lot of the big utilities starting to ramp up their utility scale. So their mega solar farms. Um, unfortunately, the utilities, they want to keep all the control for themselves. They want to keep all of our, all of those profits and all those benefits that we get from solar power. They want to keep their monopoly on it, even though, you know, whether you have homeowners, if you've got, you know, um, small businesses who want to make that investment right now, if this law, if we are able to defeat this law, let me just say, Small businesses and individuals who can go solar can still, they will still be able to get fairly compensated for that. And so it'll make financial sense for more people and more small businesses to do that. Yeah. Um, these bills, yeah, these bills are going to make it less affordable. What's, what's, what's worse is they're actually going to hurt the already existing tens of thousands of jobs in the state of Florida that are that are directly connected to the solar industry. And so these bills will just take away our options. Floridians, homeowners in Florida, 
Um, small businesses in Florida have the they should have the right to have some energy freedom. Um, they should have some choices, but unfortunately. Uh, these utilities really want to lock it down and uh, keep their monopoly power. We're talking with Aliki Moncrief. Uh, she is from the Florida Conservators, uh, Conservation Voters. She's the executive director, fcvoters.org, if you want to check them out and help out. Florida legislators are fast-tracking legislation that's going to make it harder for us families to use the rooftop solar to power our homes. There's a couple of bills on there, the Senate Bill 1024, House Bill 741. Both of them would decimate Florida's growing rooftop solar industry. And again, you're talking thousands of jobs. There's a lot of uh, counties out there that are offering a, some sort of discounting grant deal to get the solar power kicked. And we're not going to be able to sell our extra energy that we've created back. Are they going to take it uh, and just take it from us? Or, I mean, how's that work? Yeah, that's exactly right. They what? won't have to. What? What? They, 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 the bills that are that are moving would actually ramp down. So every year, uh, the amount that people would get, you know, in compensation for their extra power would be reduced. And so they have this sort of ramp down, so that by 2029, folks are getting far less than what their fair retail rates would be. Um, you know, fortunately, we do, you know, it's, the legislature is not the end-all be-all. The, the governor actually has a role to play here. If this, if these bills do pass, and we're only, we only have a week and a half out from the end of leg- legislative session, um, you know, this is something the governor can veto. Um, and we're hopeful that uh, he'll see that solar is overwhelmingly supported by Floridians. People want to go solar oh, yeah. and the state needs to be giving people I mean, no offense or anything, but fewer. people, we are the sunshine state. I mean, it's right there yeah. in, in our, our state motto, sunshine state. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, and net metering is what we're talking about, people. Net metering helps customers afford the cost of going solar because the more energy that you pull in, the extra that you don't need to survive gets sent back to the electric companies, and they're supposed to give you uh, credit off your bill. But this bill would say no. Okay, so what's a better way to move forward with clean energy? How do we do that? Yeah, I mean, other states do this. Florida can certainly do this. And it's really just making sure that there are incentives, not disincentives, for going solar. Um, You know, the, the amazing thing about solar technology is that you can actually produce power where you're at. You don't have to have a power producing station miles and miles and miles out of town um, so we can have a distributed network where it's demo- it's really democratizing clean energy by allowing more people, more small communities to go solar. We could have things like community solar. You know, the legislature could encourage, you know, if you've got uh, an apartment building or if you have a neighborhood where not all of the homes have enough um, rooftop capacity, meaning they've got too many trees, you could have a community solar program where people can come together, pool their resources, and build these little micro micro power stations, really, to power their neighborhoods, to power their communities. So there is a better way forward. Um, I think, you know, the legislature, and, and uh, it's been done. It's been done in other places. We started to do it in Florida. I mean, the net metering rule, part of the reason why everyone is coming uh, to its defense is because it has increased by thousand percent. Uh, thousands, plural, uh, the amount of solar that we have in the state because it's making it more affordable for people to go solar. Okay, so Aliki, how do we get our word out there to the government and to our legislatures that we don't want this uh, this net 
metering to go away here in Florida? Well, like you said earlier, if folks want to visit our site, fcvoters.org, we do have a take action page. Uh, you can go find the net metering, the pro solar action, send an email, make a call to your lawmakers, tell them to stand up and speak against these bills. Um, we also have an action form asking the governor to do the same. If these bills get to his desk, uh, we need him to use his veto authority and make sure that he's protecting net metering for Floridians and protecting solar. Oh, man, you got you got a big a big deal on your plate here. And Aliki Moncrief from the Florida Conservation Voters, I'm going to thank you for coming on Florida Roundtable and really for an eye-opening an eye-opening thing. Why are they doing this? Make it stop. Oh, but you, you come back again, Aliki. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thanks for coming on the Florida Roundtable. Thank you. Thank you so much. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-1842. That's 800-613-1842. 800-613-1842. Call now. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term. Hey guys, veterans are at higher risk for suicide compared to the general population. For more information, va.gov slash reach. Let them know you care. Shortness of breath, patients confused, temp 102. He just had an infection. What's going on? He's becoming septic. Antibiotics started. Bed ready, let's move him. Infections can lead to a deadly chain reaction in your body called sepsis. Very quickly, sepsis can cause tissue damage, organ failure, and even death. If you know the risks, can spot the symptoms, and act fast, then you can get ahead of sepsis. Learn more at cdc.gov slash sepsis. My muscles ached. I was tired all the time. My son had a full-blown asthma attack. It came out of nowhere. 
The unsettling thing about some symptoms is... I had a fever and these terrible headaches. You don't always know what's causing them. It was Lyme disease from a tick bite. I had Zika virus from a mosquito. He had a reaction to cockroach allergens. Threats to your health can come from unexpected places. Get the facts. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association. As always, a wonderful, fun show with a lot of information. So sexy dad bobs, not so healthy, huh? Yes. Make sure you pick up Hell's Half Acre. Great book. Also, autoimmune illnesses, chronic stuff. That's a great book, too. And uh, wow, when you get a chance, you might want to get your hearing checked. (laughs) I'm just saying. And if you have solar panels, might want to call up your legislation and say, uh, hey, Senator, hey, Representative, this is a bad idea, this uh, stopping net metering. We like getting paid back from the grid. I'm just saying. It's Melissa Fox, two X's in Fox. You can email me if you like, melissafox at gmail.com. I'd actually love to hear from you. We'll do it again next week, and you can always get replays of the show on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Florida Roundtable. They said if I got drunk, if I did coke, I'd be one of the guys. They said meth would help me get through my exams. They said sniffing glue was no big deal. Totally safe. I could party all night. They said heroin would be the best high I ever had. It would help me forget my problems. He said he'd love me forever if I smoked crack with him. They said I wouldn't get hooked after the first hit. They said that Ritalin would help me focus. They said weed wouldn't lead to harder drugs. They lied. They lied. They lied. He lied. Find out the truth. The truth about drugs. Drugfreeworld.org. Drugfreeworld.org. Who else has been taking your prescriptions? Keep your medicine and your family safe and secure. Mind your meds. Learn how you can help by visiting the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids at drug-free.org. You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to Florida Roundtable at fnnonline.net.